You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil and I'm sitting across from Matt. How are you? I'm good. Good to be back in the studio after my little excursion away. Yeah. And uh, what's on your hat? What's that logo? Uh, That's the Walgreens logo. Oh, nice. No, it's a Washington Nationals hat. (laughs) Sponsored by Walgreens? Yeah, 100%. What What does the WDC stand for? DC in Washington, Washington? Yes. <laughs> the District of Columbia. I figured I figured it out when I was like saying it out loud. I was like, oh, okay. It's funny. Uh, I had the same revelation when he sat down. I was like, WDC. <laughs> oh, yep, yep. I, lo- I left my Washington Commanders hat at home. <laughs> uh, Jeff, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, Matt and Jeff and I were just talking because uh, Ken isn't here. He's actually shopping for um, hot tubs at a hot tub factory. And why is that, Matt? Well, I, I have no idea. You, you'd have to explain a little better. Uh, well, Matt was talking about maybe starting a trivia business where it's a stream uh, where trivia is being read uh, from someone out of a hot tub. Mm-hmm. And then you sell the hot tub water. Yeah, that's passive income. Yeah, and r- real passive income is the woman who's selling her farts, Jeff, that you said doesn't do it anymore. Yeah, apparently she was hospitalized. I don't know why she was famous. She was one of those reality do, well, I stars I think you need a permit to but... sell certain gases. That's probably true. And then eating too much beans and stomach issues, it's, it's a its a whole mess. But Ken's looking for some hot tubs for us, ones that will hold four people that we can host. <laughs> We're all going to do it together. Yeah, well, we should. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, but um, so he's not here today, but we have some special guests. And it's kind of fun today because our host uh, has been a player before, but not a host. And our player has been a host before, but not a player. So let's introduce uh, our guest player today. Uh, they're an Oakland Five supporter on Patreon. We appreciate it. And that is Ann Hurden. How are you, Ann? Hi, I'm great. How are you guys? Doing awesome. And uh, where are you now? Because I know last time we saw you, you were in a, a cabin with snow all around. And even though it's snowy here in uh, Chicago, uh, I believe you're somewhere else, right? I am. I have moved um, since the last time we talked. I got a divorce, came out of the closet, met a girl on TikTok, and moved to the third most beautiful lake as rated by National Geographics. And now me and my kids live in this beautiful house out by Torch Lake in mm-hmm. northern Michigan. Sounds like a novel oh, nice. Neil could write. Oh, about, about <laughs> What's it called? Torch, Michigan? Torch Lake. Torch Lake. Torch Lake. Yep. I actually live in Bel Air, but yeah, right by Torch oh, Lake. Just like, uh... <laughs> yeah, Will Smith. We got you. We, we get it. Um, and, uh, and what are you up to uh, in Michigan? Uh, I still work at the same hospital and still uh, doing referral and diagnostics coordination and being extremely busy with that and being a mom to two girls. Well, awesome. That uh, That is great. And we're, we're so happy to have you back. And you and I are going to be partnering today. So we'll think of a team name uh, while uh, we introduce our next guest, uh, who is going to be our host today. 
Uh, you might uh, remember him from the Broadway episode. Uh, and as I said, he was a, a player before, but this is going to be his first game hosting. He's an Oakland 5 supporter on Patreon, which we appreciate. And that is Keith Moser. How are you, Keith? Doing good. Hi, guys. Uh, so great to, to hear you again. Uh, you don't have your camera on, but we know you're wearing a Triviality shirt. You told us before we started, and we're just going to believe you. But we did have the pleasure of hanging out with you um, at uh, Bar Trivia once before, before the pandemic happened, and hopefully we can do that again in the future. There was the a future. before the pandemic? There was a, a BP, uh, as they like to call it, uh, mm. for short, from some slang. Uh, but let uh, everyone know what you've been up to and what you're what you're doing. Yeah, I uh, haven't been up to much because of you know the whole P uh, in the world. That sounded weird, but um, <laughs> speaking of P, Matt, you were just talking about uh, t- the Tommy Lee uh, TV series. We'll get to that P later. Um, but sorry, for Pam, right? For Pam, for Pam, exactly for Pam, not for anything to do with Tommy yeah. Lee. Yeah. So I, anyway, I am wearing my Triviality uh, swag for winning the Broadway show, and uh, I did meet everyone but Jeff. Jeff unfortunately wasn't out uh, that night when I was out in Chicago, uh, but I met. Uh, Neil, Matt, and Ken, and it was a fun time. And maybe I uh, will be coming back out to Chicago actually later this year. Nice. So maybe we can do it again if uh, pub trivia, if the summer is uh, maybe healthy and safe. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. We'd love to see you again and play some trivia. And if, if there isn't any pub trivia open, we think there is. Our friend uh, Jay, I think, is going to have his open. But uh, if there isn't, we'll just make sure we get that hot tub and then we'll just play an impromptu game there. Uh, but, Sounds fun. <laughs> but what are you doing and uh, where are you located? Uh, I'm in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Uh, with my wife and two kids, I don't have an, uh, nearly as interesting a story as Anne, uh, just married for, uh, seven years, two little ones, uh, three and a half and one year old, uh, watching lots of movies, trying to get ready before the Oscar nominations coming out soon. And, uh, after the nominations are announced, I'll probably try to watch like I do every year, every film short documentary that gets a nomination. Well, that's very um, admirable because I know many members of the Academy don't even watch the movies that they're supposed to be watching, so at least you're doing your due diligence there. I try my best. It really screws up my Oscar pool because I know what films are good, but the voters don't, so they often choose the wrong film. That is very true. Uh, Well, we appreciate both of you uh, joining us today. Uh, Before we get to the game, we have to hear how the game is played, so let's hear the rules. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream of the crop! Nobody does it better. Well, we heard the rules. We're ready to play the game. As I said, I'm going to be partnering with Anne, and Anne was telling us that she's seen the Disney movie Encanto about 97 million times with her kids, and uh, she was telling me about uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, not playing Bruno, even though it looks like Lin-Manuel Miranda. It sounds like him, uh, but it was played by John Leguizamo, so we're going to be Lin-Manuel Leguizamo. How about you and uh, Jeff, Matt? I've still got uh, Pam and Tommy on the brain, so I think we're going to be Tommy Lee's puppet friend. And if you don't get the reference, don't Google it. <laughs> or, or Google it, but don't blame us. Yeah. <laughs> Have safe don't Google it at work. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Not safe for work. NSFW. Um, Keith, the floor is all yours. We're excited to play your game. Yeah, thank you. I actually wrote this. I started writing this game about a year ago. Um, I was inspired by Nickelodeon. Uh, I think we all sort of probably grew up with shows, so I sort of just looked at shows that came out on Nick from the mid-80s through the 2000s and uh, took some inspiration from every show I could find and think of a question for. Uh, Some of the category names will have hints or clues, others won't, so fair game. Hopefully uh, you enjoy the, the questions. Question one is Mr. Wizard's World. It's time to throw down. What 1985 multiplayer dungeon crawl video game is responsible for the phrase, Wizard needs food badly? Wizard is about to die. You know this one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so they're locked in. Um, It kind of rings a bell. I don't know about you, Anne. Yeah, I've heard this before, definitely in trivia, but uh, this is such a blind spot for me, so I I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I'm having trouble. I I know what game they're talking about. Uh, side scroller. It makes me think of Castlevania, but I don't know if there's wizards in that. But um, do you want to just go Castlevania? Yeah, that sounds fine. Okay. 
Um, I had the sequel to this game on NES, but it was really popular in the arcades, the original. I believe that this is Gauntlet. Yep, points to Tommy Lee's puppet friend. It is Gauntlet. <laughs> Atari originally created a four-player cabinet arcade game and later a two-player cabinet variant, and I was inspired by an old Five Iron Frenzy song called Wizard Needs Food Badly, which I had no idea where it came from. All right, question number two is Double Dare. Virginia Dare is well known for being the first English child born in the New World. Dare is doubly well known for disappearing along with everyone else that was living in what mysterious lost colony? Mm. I've got it. Yeah. You too. Perfect. Wow. Um. Uh, so I get to this from a Stephen King miniseries that was on a long time ago. This is, uh, have you ever seen the miniseries? Oh, I'm blanking on the name. Um, it's not Tommy Storm Knockers, the, right? Storm of, the, Storm of the Century, I think is what it's called. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I I remember this, like there was only like one word written on a tree or something like that. I think it's the Roanoke Colony, but that's is it where my s- first similar guess. to Virginia then, like Roanoke? Yeah, Roanoke, Virginia. Okay. I mean, I, that sounds, you have a lot of inroads there. Um <laughs> And I know that that I know that is a miniseries. So do you want to just go Roanoke? <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. That's why you go with it. Well, I do know that's a miniseries. So <laughs> you must be right. <laughs> go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, uh, founded on Roanoke Island in Virginia. I think this is the Roanoke colony. Points all around. It is Roanoke. Nice. And and covering most of my flavor text. The only clue as to what happened was the word Croatoan carved into a fence toast, a fence post, and the letter CRO carved somewhere else into a tree. No one knows what happened. Maybe Ken will get that tattoo at one point. Croatoan. <laughs> All right. Question number three is, hey, dude. With almost 14 billion total views and over 57 million subscribers as of February 6th, 2022, what YouTube channel follows a group of five college buddies who perform masterful trick shots with basketballs, water bottles, ping pong balls, and more? It's It's... Their stats are unreal. Yeah, that is a little wild and a little strange. Yeah. And we're locked in. Mm-hmm. Neil, do you think this is a dude perfect? Is that what it's called? That is it. I, I was trying to remember it because at first I was thinking it was, uh, or the only name that was coming to my head was Try Guys, which is not that. Those are different guys. Different there are guys, only four of them. And there's only four of them. And um, I know the, the videos. I've seen them before, and I I was trying to remember the name. But you got it. Yeah, I, I agree. Let's go dude perfect. Little plug for uh, a channel I like much better, the Australian version. How ridiculous. But um, yeah, we are going to go with Dude Perfect. Hey, Dude Perfect is right. All right. Moving on to question number four. The Adventures of Pete and Pete and Pete a third time. Twice Stanley Kubrick directed Peter Sellers and Peter Sellers and Peter Sellers again. First in 1962, where Pete played Claire Quilty an unnamed policeman, and child psychologist Dr. Zempf. Then again in 1964, where Pete was Captain Mandrake, President Muffley, and a nuclear war expert slash former Nazi. Name either film. Two bonus points if you can name both. Well, I know one of them. I know the 64 film. Uh, if, you're, if you trust me, Anne, we can lock in and let them talk. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> um, one is Dr. Strangelove. Yeah. Or How I Stopped Le- uh, Worrying and Learned to Love the Bomb. Yeah. That's the 64 one. That's the full With President title. Muffley. That's not going to be like a, an apocalypse now. Or that's way later. Right? Yeah, that was in the that was in the mid-70s. I thought that also... Was that him, though? I don't know. I don't know anything. It's movies. Okay. Do I just lock in Dr. Strangelove, then? To get I would the, like to get some points. The points? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, we also locked in with Dr. Strangelove, and the other one is Lolita. Uh. Ah. Yes, child psychologist uh, was Lolita in Lolita, and President Muffley was in Doctor Strange Love, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Peter Sellers is known for portraying multiple characters. He did so by my count in at least eight different films. <laughs> yeah, there's not too many um, Peter Sellers um, people who are like comparable to him, but maybe like a Sacha Baron Cohen, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But usually yeah. plays one character throughout the whole movie. But uh, yeah, no, he was he was a. Uh... Pretty crazy guy. Um, was there bonus points on that one, Keith? Yes. So uh, Lin-Manuel Leguizamo picked up 12 that round, and Tommy Lee's puppet friend picked up 10. All right. Awesome. I never get tired of hearing that name now. <laughs> Question number five, Clarissa explains it all. In 1748, 
Samuel Richardson published Clarissa or the History of a Young Lady, an epistolary novel that at over 940,000 words is one of the longest novels in the English language. What exactly is an epistolary novel? We can log in, Neil. Oh, thank you. What do you know about epistolary novels? Uh, Well, what I know about epistles, I believe um, Paul wrote an epistle, and I think that's a letter. Oh, you think this is a letter? I think it's a a letter. It's a very long letter. Okay. We can lock in with what Jeff thinks. A letter. Yeah, and for the same reasoning, we are going to lock in with letters. Yeah. uh, Officially, it's written as a series of documents, but most often as letters. Points all around. After five questions in the first round, it looks like Lin-Manuel Liguizamo, almost perfect, uh, with some bonus points there for a score of 42. But That's a different kind of perfect. Mm -hmm. It is less than perfect, like the movie. Um, But batting perfect, Mm -hmm. the first five questions, is uh, Tommy Lee's puppet friend Mm -hmm. with 50. We are dudes perfect right now. But not quite perfect because you left two bonus points on the table. We don't talk about that. Yes. Get him. Get him. You have 100%, but you could have 102. (laughs) (laughs) We don't talk about... Missed bonus points. Mm-mm. <laughs> All right. Question number six. Salute your shorts. When enlisted personnel of the U.S. Army, Marines, or Air Force meet a four-star officer, they're usually required to salute their general. What is the similar term for four-star officers in the Navy and Coast Guard? Yeah, it was my gut. So let's go with it. Okay. We're so locked in. You're locked in. So we're looking for, you said the Navy or the Coast Guard equivalent of a general. Correct. Okay. Anything, Anne? I have a couple ideas, but I, they, they could just be dumb. But so we'll the see. the only way I can get anything close to this is Battlestar Galactica. Okay. Um, and Edward James Olmos's character is commander, then becomes like an admiral. So I don't know mm-hmm. if that would be the equivalent. I like your idea of admiral. So I'm kind of between admiral or major general, um, but I don't know what you, you yeah. think about going. I mean, I, I like the word similar. Yeah, do you want to just, because of the Broadway angle, do you want to go major general? Yeah, and because he said similar term? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. We'll lock, we'll lock in with that. Uh, yeah, we didn't really overthink this one too much. I know David Robinson went to the Navy. He was really good, and they called him the Admiral. Hey, we're locking in with the Admiral. Yeah, unfortunately, Neil knows a little too much about me. Uh, I do enjoy Pirates of Penzance, but I think I like Battlestar Galactica more. The answer is Admiral. Oh. Yeah, I believe a, a major general would be a rear admiral in the Navy. Basically two-star. You're my rear admiral. <laughs> um, and officially the five-star ranking is a fleet admiral. Oh, wow. At least in the Navy. So your, your gut was right, Anne. Sorry, I just... Uh, I... That's a, no, no, that's the risk I run playing with you is to talk myself out of correct answers. Well, because I don't understand the answers you're saying, but I'll, I'll make it up with a pop culture question, I promise. Going on to question number seven, category is Doug. Oil and vinegar are usually insoluble unless you add an egg. The lecithin in the egg yolk stabilizes the mixture and forms a very simple mayonnaise, making mayo an example of what science E-word? Any stable mixture of two or more liquids that usually cannot be combined. And just to be clear, I'm looking for a word that starts with E, in science, not a word that's sciencey. Got it. Uh, Neil, is this like an emulsion? Oh, that sounds. I mean, one that sounds science-y-ish, uh, but it sounds like a word. Um, Checks out, Neil. It is in fact a word. <laughs> it is a word. You you do have the science brain. Uh, I emulsion. Let me think. Emulsion. Emulsify. Yeah, <laughs> that's the same word, right? Just different. Emulsify. It's like the it's same word, word the ver- but different. The, the verb. Um. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I mean, if that's where your gut is, because I'm not going to come up with anything that's good. I'll come up with e-words all day, but they're not going to be right. Yeah, let's let's lock in with emulsion. I think emulsion is a pretty fine e-word. Yeah, points all around. It is emulsion. And interestingly enough, everything that have, has been said on this podcast have been words. <laughs> <laughs> fun fact. Fun, fun fact, listeners. Question number eight, Rugrats. Four years before producing Rugrats for Nickelodeon, animation studio Klasky Supo produced 48 one-minute Simpsons shorts that were featured on what Fox variety show? Yeah, we're like, Yeah, I got it too. Oh, good. Um, I think I know this one, Anne, but if you want to take it too. Yeah, I've heard it on, your, I've heard it on this show before. That's what I figured. So, so I don't watch The Simpsons, but I, I know for a fact, either from research or Matt talking about it every time I see him, which is not true. 
that uh, these shorts, I believe, were on the Tracy Ullman show. So if you're good to lock I that in. I completely agree. Okay. Yeah, locked in 100% uh, Tracy Ullman show. Oh, it's actually the Tracy Ullman uh, show points yeah. to me on Ann. No, uh, points all around. Tracy Ullman show is correct. And Klasky Supo, uh, if I'm saying that correctly, is the animation studio that did the first three seasons of The Simpsons before Film Roman took over. Yeah, they're bad. I used to I used to jog by their film studio all the time. Oh, they, really? they still have the Ah Real Monsters painted on the side because they haven't done anything since then. Did you throw cabbage when you ran by? No, I just I just admired their work. Uh, moving on to question number nine, the Ren and Stimpy show. Out of the thirty-two states that make up the United Mexican States, aka Mexico, which ironically is the largest by land area? Uh, Neil, I think we might be able to lock in on this one. Oh, great, because I was just going to tell a story from Shawshank Redemption, and it was probably wrong. So let's do it. Rita Hayworth is not the answer. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anything about Mexico. Um, My apologies to... Well, Tabasco is is not a region or an area. I feel like there's a couple different food-related ones that we've heard. Mm -hmm. Pequeño means small. It does. Is there there a state that sounds like that? I don't know. You want to go with Tabasco? No, no, we can go with, uh, we'll go with uh, Baja. Because I'm pretty sure it's at least a state. Baja, California. Baja, California is the smallest state in Mexico. Lock it in. Uh, Neil, I think that this is Chihuahua. Oh, that's a great answer. They're tiny. Yes, and Ren, the dog in Ren and Stimpy. It's ironic how the smallest Mexican dog is named after the largest Mexican state. The answer is Chihuahua. I keep missing all these great clues you're putting in there, and I'm trying to listen now um, to catch up to them. But I do want to say, though, that Team Tommy Lee's puppet friend, first miss of the whole game so far. (laughs) It's crazy. I was worried maybe my quiz was a little too easy, but to to be fair, that is the last clue of the set. No, I'm just kidding. There's probably a few more. (laughs) No, your your game isn't too easy. What's great about your game, because the questions are great, is it's the type of trivia where as Ann and I have been doing, you talk yourself out of the answer because it could go either way. And so that's, you're, you're tricking us today. It's good. <laughs> well, hopefully you uh, don't get tricked by any more. You guys are doing great. Uh, we're going to have last question, question number 10 of round one. Are you afraid of the dark? In the Harry Potter books and films, he who shall not be named has a name. Several of them, in fact. You may know him as the Dark Lord or you know who. I've heard his best friends call him Voldy. But what was the full given name of Voldemort, first, middle, and last? Oh, no. I don't know his middle name. Do you know his first name? I know two things about this. Wow. Okay, we're going we're gonna to lock in over here because I know two, but I, I think Anne knows the middle name, which I don't have. So, so I, just, I just watched all the movies. Yeah. So I know it's Tom Riddle, right? Isn't that him? Oh, yeah. But I don't know his middle name. Is it James? <sighs> well, James is James Jerry's is dad. Jerry's, yeah. Thomas Voldemort Riddle. Thomas Thomas Aquinas. Thomas A. Riddle. <laughs> Enigma. Richard Enigma. Richard e. Man Enigma. <laughs> Enigma. Uh, <laughs> great movie. <laughs> it is great. <laughs> I just love that that um, Tommy Lee Jones told Jim Carrey not to sit by him because he was acting <laughs> like a weird. fool <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> it's like, what movie do you think you're in, Tommy Lee Jones? He's dressed up as the Riddler. Can you put two people next to each other who would not want to be next to each other more than Tommy Lee Jones? I can't remember the exact story. Tommy Lee Jones is a Harvard grad, is he not? He he is, yeah. He roomed with like Al Gore or something? Yeah, he did, and he was a football player. Um, I I don't know the specifics of the story. You'll have to Google it or YouTube it, but uh, Jim Carrey was talking about seeing Tommy Lee Jones at a restaurant after they had filmed Batman Forever, and he was with a group of friends, and he walked over to say hi, and he like pulled up a chair, and I think Tommy Lee Jones hugged him, and like in his ear said something like, I don't like you or something (laughs) like that. Well, in honor of Tommy Lee Jones, I think we're going to go with Tom Lee Riddle. Actually, I think I know it. Oh, what is it? Because it's something ridiculous. I think it's Marvolo. Okay. We're going with that then. Tom Marvolo Riddle. I hate when you do that. Uh, Yeah, you can get this because uh, it's an anagram for I am Lord Voldemort. It is Tom Marvolo Riddle. It is weird because it does have to anagram into I am Lord Voldemort. Tom Marvolo Riddle is the correct answer. And because uh, J.K. Rowling put that in there, uh, it created a lot of crazy names when Harry Potter was translated into other countries. Uh, my favorite is in French. His name it's is Elvis. 
Tom Elvis Jedusor to translate to Jesuit Voldemort. <laughs> and in honor of Dutch boy, I don't speak Dutch, but in the Netherlands, he was Martin Asmodum Vilhin, anagramming to Milnam is Voldemort. I love this. I'm just trying to find the Horcrux. Um, <laughs> it was inside me all along. At the end of the first round, it looks like Lin-Manuel Liguizamo picked up 40 more points, bringing our total to 82. But narrowly ahead of us with 90 points is Tommy Lee's puppet friend. Um, well, yeah, we're about to go to the swing round. But before we do that, we just wanted to say thank you to Keith and Anne for being Patreon supporters. Uh, we couldn't do the show without all of you. As you know, you can find us over at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast where there's a lot of audio content. Uh, there's crop drops every month. There's uh, regular Patreon bonuses with uh, short rounds of trivia, but also uh, some posters and uh, boxes and all, all that good stuff that you can get. And our on. love. Well, our love is most important. Um, and Matt, you're going to um, be experimenting a little bit with some special games for patrons coming up this year. So it's going to be a lot of exciting stuff. Mm -hmm. We tried to do a live game uh, right before this recording and it, it did not go so well. Uh, we I tried. Mean, it wasn't the Hindenburg, but yeah, it was uh, the stream is a little choppy, but we're going to we're going to get that fixed up and then uh, we'll be doing those. I think we probably can monthly. figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. We can figure it out if we put our mind to it is is uh, Doc Brown. Our said, collective one mind. Yeah, as Doc Brown says, <laughs> and, uh, you know, put your mind to something and you can do it. Hop in the hot tub and just have a real thing session I'll, I'll actually do a hot tub show if we if we have time let's do it i'm, I'm totally down with that but uh, but yeah feel free to join us if you'd like we really appreciate all of your support uh, if you'd like to join ann and keith you can go to patreon.com slash triviality podcasts keith what is the swing round today it's called nick arcade before and after Ooh, okay Nice. I want you to identify these mashed up movie and arcade games based on my description of the combined plots. As a helpful hint, my description will always be in the same order of the answer, movie followed by video game or video game followed by movie. All right. That makes sense. Question one. Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and Clyde chase after Andy Kaufman as he appears on Taxi, Saturday Night Live, Fridays, and Late Night with David Letterman. Will they be fooled by his Tony Clifton disguise? Uh, question number two, Gordon Gecko takes a young stockbroker under his wing and trains him to compete in a worldwide martial arts tournament alongside Ken and Ryu. Will they be able to defeat Adon and Sagat? <laughs> question three, Peter, Samir, and Michael Bolton, not that Michael Bolton, join forces to attack and shoot at five rows of aliens that are slowly moving side to side and descending toward them, just like Superman 3. Question four. <laughs> Question four. Jump man, who looks a lot like a famous plumber, climbs up ladders and jumps over barrels as he travels to the South Pacific with John Goodman, Tom Hiddleston, Samuel L. Jackson, and Brie Larson to try to find a 104-foot tall gorilla. On the kill screen, you can hear Godzilla's roar. Question five. After seeing a beautiful teacher played by Jennifer Lopez staring out her studio's window, a middle-aged lawyer, Richard Gere, decides to sign up for classes to learn how to step to the beat. Each step is rated perfect, great, good, boo, or miss. And when he's doing really poorly, he just starts using his hands. Question six. Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson star in this action-adventure rom-com as a pair of divorced treasure hunters who rekindle their relationship while playing 18 holes and seeing who can get closest to the pin. The trackball allows them to control the power, direction, and curve of their ball. Question seven. After receiving a distress call, a government agent searches for his fiancée trapped in a zombie-filled mansion in this first-person shooter alongside his partner, the Merc with a Mouth, all while trying to stop a time-traveling cyborg named Cable from killing a young mutant before he turns evil. Brad Pitt co-stars as Vanisher. Question eight. Chief Peter Pepper has to navigate through a maze, stepping over sandwich ingredients and dropping them on Agamemnon, Sean Connery, Napoleon, Ian Holm, and Robin Hood, John Cleese. Kenny Baker leads a small crew trying to steal things from several different errors. Question nine. This first-person shooter gives players a rifle to try to shoot deer, moose, and elk, but only the males, like Jack Nicholson or Jeff Daniels. If any females are shot, like Shirley MacLaine or Deborah Winger, then your turn is over. And finally, question 10. This 1994 film mixes live action with animation, as Macaulay Culkin plays a young boy afraid of everything. When he hides from a thunderstorm in a library, 
the eccentric librarian played by Christopher Lloyd teaches him to be brave by sending him into a space in nothing more than a triangular spaceship that can't that can turn left or right, shoot forward or thrust forward. Don't be afraid of the edge, though, as the screen wraps around on all four sides. Okay, we're going to go over these and we will be back with our answers. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Well, or call she, the police. Or call the police, like she should have, <laughs> exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Okay, we spent some time. We went over the questions, and now we have our answers. So let's hear them one more time, Keith, and uh, let's see how we did. So question one was Blinky, Pinky, Inky, and Clyde chasing Andy Kaufman through his biopic. Yeah, we settled on Pac-Man on the Moon. We too said Pac-Man on the Moon. The answer is Pac-Man on the Moon. Points all around. Question two, Gordon Gecko helps train for a martial arts tournament featuring Ken, Ryu, Adon, and Sagat. Uh, we went with Wall Street Fighter. Same here, Wall Street Fighter. Similar answers because it's correct, Wall Street Fighter. Question three was all about Peter, Samir, and not that Michael Bolton, shooting at rows of aliens, moving slowly towards them. Yep, we said Office Space Invaders. Same here, Office Space Invaders. Good jobs. Office Space Invaders is correct. Question four was Jumpman jumping over barrels on an island with Goodman, Hiddleston, Jackson, and Larson with Godzilla's roar on the kill screen, a.k.a. at the end of the credits. Um, I think this one, we know it's Donkey Kong, and then we think it's like Donkey Kong, King of the Monsters. Yeah, Neil and I said Donkey Kong Skull Island. Yeah, unfortunately, I think Matt and Jeff was thinking of Godzilla, King of the Monsters. It is Donkey Kong Skull Island. Which was the, so the prequel, right, for Kong versus Godzilla? Yeah. Question five. J-Lo and Richard Gere are getting graded on their footsteps or using their hands if they're really bad. I reclined uh, quite a bit in my chair, became pretty uh, straight, and we said flash dance, dance revolution. Uh, and we went with shall we dance dance revolution yeah i like flash dance dance revolution but it is shall we dance dance revolution if you want Points. another movie where um where richard Gere uses his hands watch american gigolo oh geez question six was all about mcconaughey and hudson being treasure hunters while playing 18 holes with a trackball uh, we knew that the game was Golden Tee. Um, I think this is the name of the movie, but we said Lost City of Golden Tee. Uh, and uh, we went with Fool's Golden Tee. Yes, Fool's Golden Tee. It's also called Golden Tee Golf sometimes, but points for Lin-Manuel Leguizamo. 
The question seven, a government agent searching through a zombie-filled mansion with the Merc with a mouse. I'm sorry, Merc with a mouth and a mostly invisible Brad Pitt. We went Night of the Living Deadpool, which is two films, I think. So, uh, Those are two films. Uh, we went with House of the Deadpool 2. Yes, the video game is House of the Dead, and the movie is Deadpool 2 with uh, Cable and Brad Pitt's small cameo. Question eight was Chief, I'm sorry, not Chief, Chef Pepper dropping sandwich ingredients onto a bunch of historical figures while Kenny Baker leads a crew of thieves. Um, I'm pretty sure that the game was Burger Time, but I couldn't think of any movies that fit that, so I made up one, and I think it might be a movie. We said Burger Time Bandits. We also said Burger Time Bandits. Great job. Burger Time Bandits <laughs> oh, is correct. All right. I highly recommend Time Bandits. It's a little-known film from the 80s that is crazy but awesome. Question nine. A first-person shooter hunting male animals like Nicholson and Daniels, but not McLean or Winger. Uh, we said big, big Buck Hunter something. Yeah, Big but, big Buck Hunt for Red October. Big, we don't know. <laughs> big Buck Hunter something's got to give. <laughs> Uh, we went with Big Buck Hunt Terms of Endearment. That's what it Yep, is. my before and afters are getting more and more stressed, but this is Big Buck Hunt Terms of Endearment. And finally, question 10. Live action animation mashup with Culkin, Lloyd, and a triangular spaceship that can wrap around the screen. Uh, we went with the classic My Girl, but with asteroids. <laughs> we went with uh, the Page Masteroids. The Page Masteroids is correct. And I think that was a 10 for 10 for Lin-Manuel Leguizamo. Sure was. After the swing round, it looks like uh, Team Tommy Lee's Puppet Friends picking up 25 points, bringing their total to 115. And uh, Lin-Manuel Leguizamo picking up 50, uh, bringing our total to 132. All right. Starting off round two, question number one. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Lasting from as early as 1500 BCE... To around 400 BCE, what Mesoamerican civilization is known for being one of the oldest North American cultures, primarily remembered for their large stone head carvings? Uh, we're locked in. Okay, this other team's locked in. Um, what are you thinking, Ann? Because the only okay. the first two so names that came to me were like Aztec and Mayan, but I don't know if that's that's probably not old enough. Right. So I'm imagining like images in a social studies book from middle school. These big heads that I think were on Easter Island. Yeah, from Night at the Museum, the ones that we're talking. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to, like, I, I don't feel too confident about Aztec, Mayan, or, Mayan or Incan. Oh, Incan. I forgot about that, too. Yeah. Yeah. We can just say Maori if you want to. We don't have anything better, I don't think. Okay. Unless you do. No, I don't. Yeah, we'll just lock in with Maori. I actually thought I heard Neil say this. Olmex. Oh, is that what he's named after? Is the civilization Olmec from Legends of the Hidden Temple? Yeah, you said Olmec, and I was like, oh my god, I think I think that's it. Yeah, Legends of Hidden Temple featured a talking Olmec head named Olmec. Mm. He often narrated the stories and challenges. Uh, and just a little clarification for listeners, Maori, M-A-O-R-I, are the New Zealand people. I think the Easter Island te- uh, statues are called... Uh, Moai, M O A I. Oh, okay. Um, Moai, if, if that's how you pronounce it. But for this answer, uh, Tommy Lee's puppet friend picks up some points with Olmec. I had no idea he was named after the civilization. All right, moving on to question two. All that. What popular snack food has a unique shape mathematicians can't stop calling a hyperbolic paraboloid? We can lock in. Okay, so hyperbolic meaning obviously like greater and a parabola is kind of like um like half of an oval right okay if you have this kind of c-shape that leads me to think of like cheetos oh i see oh yeah like the original cheetos not crunchy oh oh or pringles Oh, Pringles would be good. Yeah, I thought when you when you were describing it, I thought you were talking about the thing that's at like county fairs, like the um. Funnel cake? Yeah, or funnel cake or the, the onion, the flaming onion, whatever they call it. Blooming onion. Blooming onion. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Pringles or Cheetos? Yeah, I think that Pringles might be. I like I like Pringles. 
Yeah, I like let's, Pringles. Let's go with that. I think there's a clue in there about can't, can't stopping. Stop. Yeah. They're popped. These are the Pringles. Ooh. Yeah, once those mathematicians, once they pop, they can't stop eating Pringles. And I almost named this category all that and a cylinder of chips, but I thought that would have very that been That would have made it a little easier for sure. <laughs> I still remember the cast of all that. I used to watch it all the time. Mm-hmm. Lori Beth Denberg, just like in the back of my head for no reason. Yeah. Lori Beth Denberg, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always the, thought Keenan Thompson did well on that. Whatever happened to him? Yeah, yeah right. I know. It's more of a. Kel I wonder Mitchell if he like guy. found a show and just always broke and played the same character. Maybe. <laughs> no, I don't leave know. him alone. He's been doing it for thirty-five years. He's got a nice. What up with that? <laughs> what, yeah, exactly. Nice. I feel bad for Kel. Kel was always so talented. Oh, he you was. Leave, uh, uh, oh, at, uh, Monsieur Escargo. What was his one where he was like sitting in the bathtub and oh. he was French? Yes, I know. What you're oh, with about. the rubber duck and yeah, the, yeah. Kel was uh, on Clifford for like ten years. Was he really? Yeah, he was uh, Clifford's friend. N- not so big. Orange red soda dog. dog? Yeah. Thinking back Orange to it, as a kid, dog. I always thought it was like the coolest thing, and it was like they were doing a kid's version of SNL, but they're also talented. They did a great job. I know. Next question, please. Of course, question three. Ah, real monsters. There they are. Who was the special effects makeup artist who created the bionic skeletons in The Terminator, the hunter alien in Predator, the alien queen in Aliens, and most of the practical dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, including the Velociraptors and the sick Triceratops. We can lock in if you're okay, Ann. Please. Okay. Um, it's like, it's not Savaldi or Tom I have, Cervelli. I really don't know. If it's the same guy that I'm thinking of, because he did, he did uh, Wrestler's Mask. I can't Fiend? Think. Yeah, with Fiend. Tom Cervelli is what I think his okay. name is. Hey, that's better than anything I'm coming up We're with. We're going to lock in with that. Um, so you're thinking of Tom Savini. That is who I'm thinking of. Um, who's famous for uh, Night of the Living Dead and, and uh, or Day, excuse me, Dawn of the Dead and uh, Friday the 13th. And yeah, big makeup I'm artist. Guessing he's not right. Not not right, unfortunately. Um, this guy, uh, yeah, some consider sort of the best of all time as far as like animatronics, things like that. This is Stan Winston. Stan Winston is correct. He was nominated 10 times and winning. He won uh, four Academy Awards, three Best Visual Effects for Aliens, Jurassic Park, and Terminator 2. And also he picked up a Best Makeup for Terminator 2. Yeah, he designed all the animatronic dinosaurs, Jurassic Park, and yeah, the the skeleton um, that walks around with the machine guns and stuff. Pretty cool. Dinosaurs, the TV show? Yeah, all, all the dinosaur <laughs> family dinosaur. members, yeah. Every dinosaur. Just not the mama. <laughs> not the mama. <laughs> That's what he was reiterating over and over. (laughs) Moving on. Question four is Keenan and Kel. Kel knows that this brand of orange soda, currently a Keurig Dr. Pepper brand, was first introduced in the U.S. in 1979 and used the Beach Boys' good vibrations as its theme and slogan. I mean, that would make sense. I believe that's in that family of brands. Yeah, we'll lock in. The two that I immediately go to for or when you talk about orange soda would be Crush and Sunkist. Yeah, I was thinking Crush, Sunkist, Fago, and Fanta. I don't think it's Fanta because that's one of Fanta. I don't think it's Fago because that's insane clown. Because posse. you know that Fanta <laughs> was a German company that originated in like the 40s. Whoop de woo. Also, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, so I do like Sunkist and Crush. I'm trying to. What I'm trying to do right now is picture um, the fountain machine at a place that carries Coke products because it would be like one of those fancy Pin and Farina designed ones with the touchscreen. <laughs> oh yeah, where you can add like vanilla to anything for no reason. That would be really nice. Because um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. You have the Pepsi machines. You have the Coke machines. Part of me is is thinking. Crush is with Coca-Cola and Sunkiss is with Pepsi, but I could be wrong. Are you saying you have your slice? You have your orange crush? Um, I don't know. Yeah, let's just go crush. That was your gut. Uh, that was my gut, too. Well, one of us will hopefully be right because we went with the other one. We went with Sunkiss. Yes, and uh, my quick Googling, unfortunately, Crush and Sunkist are both manufactured by Keurig Dr. Pepper because we can't have nice things in this world. But the answer that is pinned by the Good Vibration slogan is uh, Sunkist. Yeah. You just got crushed. (laughs) (laughs) All right, question five in round two. Blue's Clues. In the game of Clue, there are two secret passageways connecting opposite corner rooms. One passage connects the kitchen to the study, while the other passage connects the conservatory to which room? I played Clue three days ago, 
But there was a 10 year old screaming in my ear. Podcasting studio. <laughs> <laughs> Should make a triviality clue. Let me explain something. Sweat People love. with podcast studios in their homes, those aren't the millionaires. That's where the murder cup <laughs> always true. happens. We can lock in with your answer and you guys can chat about it. I was hoping he wasn't going to say, I was hoping he would say the other room because I knew the conservatory kitchen and study. Um, like trying to map it out in my brain. I know that the billiard room is by the conservatory, so it's not that they're whatever's diagonal from the conservatory i think i kind of like I, I mean i don't know i i really have no idea i'm only going off my gut from yeah i'm like play. imagining the hall is at the bottom in the middle i think maybe it is the hall i think it might be the hall all right so i knew for sure the interior rooms were like the ballroom the billiards room the hall the dining room and then the conservatory the study and the kitchen were mentioned which there's nine rooms which means there's two left and of those, I could only remember the library. So that's what we locked in with. Wow. Jeff has the clue board down. Uh, if you have the corner of the kitchen in the upper left, next to that is the largest ballroom and the conservatory in the upper right. Down the side, you have the dining room on one side with the billiard room and the library in the middle. <sighs> down at the bottom, you go, got the study, the hall, and the one room that no one could come up with is the lounge. After five questions, it looks like uh, Team Tommy Lee's puppet friend picking up 30 points. They're at 145, and narrowly ahead of them uh, is Lin-Manuel Leguizamo picking up 20 points, with their total being 152. All right. Question number six. Hey, Arnold. Besides having a delicious drink named after him, Arnold Palmer is also known for winning seven career majors. However, the career Grand Slam eluded him due to his failure to ever win a PGA championship. What are the three major golf championships that he did win? Bonus points if you can name them in order from most championships to least. Well, we know the other three. I just don't know if you know the... How many? Of, yeah. Mm. I'm going to leave this one to Anne. She had a, a really good idea. Um, I was always in a Jack Nicholas household, but uh, she seemed to know her own Arnold Palmer. So we're going to lock in. Uh, you guys can talk. Oh, so you guys are locked in. Um, we're pretty sure that the three are the Masters, the British, and the U.S. Open. Um, I think he won the most Masters, I would guess. Uh, then we went British second, right? Um, and then we're going with the U.S. for last. But those are the three. Uh, yeah, we locked in the three being uh, the Masters, the U.S. Open, and I'm pretty sure anyone in Europe would kill you if you called it the British Open, just the open uh and we said that he'd won the most masters then the u.s open and just because the location changes so frequently and you get really difficult sand traps we said the open all right yeah i was just googling here because uh, i'm not very familiar with golf i wrote this question to sort of teach myself what the four i didn't want to just ask what are the four opens in the uh golf grand slam uh, so I hope this was an interesting way to ask it. But yeah, it does look like the Open Championship is sometimes referred to as the British Open. So I will yeah, accept. Oh, they just don't okay. like it. <laughs> they just don't like it. Yeah. yeah. Well, they do not like Wikipedia because that was my go-to here that does say it's sometimes called the British Open. So both teams are getting the full 10 points, but uh, Matt and Jeff are getting the bonus because he has won four Masters, two Opens, and only one U.S. Open. Hooray. Mm. Bonus points. Good job, guys. Moving on to question seven. The Angry Beavers. The mobile game slash movie franchise, Angry Birds, was created by Rovio Entertainment, which is based in what European country? Had the game been released before the Euro replaced it, perhaps users could have used Marca to make in-app purchases. So I'm trying to narrow down EU countries and kind of just only go at it from that angle. Do you have any perspective from the Angry Birds? No, I, I thought I heard this a long time ago, and I kind of forgot it. I Originally, I was like, oh, Marka sounds Greek, but I don't think they created it in Greece. So I almost feel like it's in, like, Holland, Netherlands, Belgium, maybe. What are your thoughts on, okay, so Denmark? <laughs> Am I just going there because it's Marka? Marka, yeah, I mean, that's possible, too. Um is that what their currency is called? I have no idea. That double K kind of takes me to some Eastern European countries, potentially like um, 
Ukraine, but I'm not sure at all. We'll go with Ukraine. I know most of the Finniscandian countries use a krona, but not Finland. So we guessed Finland. Yeah, and funnily enough, Jeff, this question originated as where was Rovio Entertainment headquartered, which I feel was maybe on this or a different podcast recently. But uh, the marker was added as a hint, and it did help you get to Finland. Mm. Ten points for Tommy Lee's puppet friend. All right, moving on to question eight in round two, Cat Dog. While Cat Dog wasn't created during the Chernobyl nuclear disaster, if he were, in which present-day country would he have been born? The real question is, which one has the mouth? But we're locked in. Yeah, I think I might have to answer the same thing twice. Just repeat the same word. Gotta, yeah. be, gotta be right eventually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fine with me if you want to go with that. I don't think it's too far over the Russian border, but it's most certainly in Ukraine. That is correct. Chernobyl lies about 60 miles north of Kiev. It is in Ukraine. Question nine, SpongeBob SquarePants. What English dessert is typically made of layers of fruit, sponge cake, often ladyfingers, and custard? This is not the one with a layer of beef sautéed with peas and onions. We can lock in. Ladyfingers. Yes. Have you ever had ladyfingers? I've always had man fingers. At one point, you had small child fingers. That's but... true. No, I came out. These my my Your body hands have not changed size. My body grew into my hands. <laughs> I was a freak. Uh, I grew into my nose, and Matt grew into his hands. Good uh, <laughs> palm of basketball too. I think um, it's not like blood pudding or anything, right? Ooh, figgy pudding. Well, I think we all want it to be figgy pudding, but I think it might be. Well, is blood pudding the? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, go with whatever you think. Yeah, who cares? Blood pudding it is. Yep, and I'm pretty sure we're on the same page, I, just from my Bake Off uh, watching here, but what what would you want to go with? Uh, well, I would say that this definitely does not taste like feet, um, but this is an English trifle. Trifle, yeah. Oh. It is trifle. Uh, this is not the one with sort of a hint to the Friends episode, the one where Ross got high, where Rachel accidentally made a trifle cross with a shepherd's pie when her recipe pages stuck together. Mm. Tastes like feet. And finally, question 10 in round two, the fairly odd parents. Herman and Lily are the fairly odd parents of Eddie on what television series? Marilyn was their much more quote-unquote normal niece. We can we can lock in. He's watching the show. Yeah, it's I think fun. we can lock in. Matt's over there dancing like Uma Thurman. I know. Always. <laughs> uh, yeah, classic. Uh, we're going with the Munsters. Yeah, we got uh, Rob Zombie making the Munsters right now, and I did not know until I read about the movie that that song he sings, Dragula, is about a car from the Munsters. Um, yeah. So yeah, we we used the Munsters, the Munsters. Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah, I was waiting for the other team to say their answer again. That would have been silly. It is the Munsters. And we can say am it again I the only if you'd one? Like. It's still right, right? <laughs> so we're good. It is correct. But am I the only one that finds it strange that a Frankenstein monster father and vampire mother produces a werewolf child? No, it's just best not to think about <laughs> it. Yeah, it was the 50s. You don't want to think about it. At the end of uh, regulation, it looks like Team uh, Tommy Lee's puppet friend picked up 42 extra points with that bonus, bringing their total to 187. And uh, Lin-Manuel Leguizamo picking up 40 points, bringing uh, them to 192. So five points is wow. all that separates... The two teams here going into the final. Um, right before we go into the final, just wanted to mention, um, I've said it before on the, the podcast, but uh, my first book's coming out April 26th. It's called Being Patrick Swayze, Essential Teachings from the Master of the Mullet. Um, I believe this episode's coming out March 1st, and mm -hmm. uh, there was a promo code that was ending on March 1st, but I've noticed the publisher is a little slow with changing some of their promo codes, so you might still be able to get 30% off if you go to chroniclebooks.com and search Being Patrick Swayze. Put Swayze at checkout, and you'll get 30% uh, off. And for anyone that buys the book and sends me a receipt uh, to beingpatrickswayze uh, excuse me, beingpatrickswayze at gmail.com, um, I'll send you a signed book plate if you're not able to come to any sort of signing that I haven't scheduled yeah, yet. And I'll insert my forward, written by Herman Munster. Exactly. Uh, and speaking of Leguizamo, <laughs> a little bit of a story uh, for you from the book. Uh, when they're filming Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, uh, Patrick Swayze and John Leguizamo almost came to blows on set and got into a fight in full drag because uh, Swayze was really angry that Leguizamo kept improving and wouldn't stick on script. So they had kind of a contentious relationship on that movie, but it ended up working out okay. Uh, but yeah, so please uh, you know, pick up the book if you can. I'm, I'd be excited for you to read it. Uh, but let's hear those final round categories, Keith, and we'll see uh, who's going to come out on top today. 
Yes. Just to continue the Nickelodeon theme, the final round categories are The Adventures of Jimmy, Neutron, Boy, and Genius. But because those are no help whatsoever, I will give you actual trivia categories. The Adventures will be literature. Of Jimmy will be music. Neutron will be a sports slash science question. Boy will be a theater slash games question. And Genius will be language. Okay, all of the wagers are now locked in. And just for the listeners, uh, both teams are going all in on every question. So it's 30 points per question. Uh, Keith, we're ready for the questions. All right. Hopefully I didn't bump up the difficulty too much in this final round for you. But in the category The Adventures, years before he wrote The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, Mark Twain first found success with what short story about gambler Jim Smiley and his anurin Daniel Webster? Uh, question two of Jimmy. With which two bands has guitarist Jimmy Page been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Question three, Neutron. The Colorado Rockies minor league baseball team, located in Albuquerque, is named for what term for different chemical elements that have the same number of protons but a different number of neutrons? Question four, Boy. Boy George earned a 2004 Tony nomination for Best Original Score for what Broadway musical flop? Perhaps they'd have done better to put this Hasbro game with the same title on stage and give audience members buzzers for whenever the cast had one of the five forbidden words. And finally, genius. What term for a boringly studious and socially inept person can trace its etymology to the name of a boy genius character from the 1959 cartoon series Felix the Cat? As far as I can tell, he never became a lumberjack when he got older. All right, we're going to take a look at these and be right back. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages. Teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. All right, all the answers are now locked in, so let's just hear them one more time. We'll give our answers and see how our wagers turned out. All right. First question, The Adventures. Years before he wrote The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, Mark Twain first found success with what short story Short story about gambler Jim Smiley and his anurin, Daniel Webster? Yeah, I got thrown off for a second and then got into like the devil and Daniel Webster, quickly remembered that was uh, not Mark Twain. And then I landed on, if I get the name of this book right, I'm going to be proud of myself, but I think it's the celebrated jumping frog of Calaveras County. Yep. Uh, again, wagered 30 on all of these. Um, and uh, my mom has quite a bit of a collection of uh, Mark Twain books and short stories. The only short story I can remember was the celebrated jumping frog of Calaveras County. Excellent work. The celebrated jumping frog of Calaveras County is correct. For those playing at home, uh, also acceptable are the notorious jumping frog of Calaveras County and Jim Smiling and his jumping frog. 
because back in the mid 19th century, you could just publish your story under different names and that was something you could do. <laughs> Question two of Jimmy. With which two bands has guitarist Jimmy Page been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Uh, yeah. So again, everyone wagered 30 points. Uh, for this one, we knew Led Zeppelin, obviously, and I know the other band he was in. I think he was in the band with Eric Clapton and Jeff Beck, because uh, I remember Rolling Stones said, you know, out of the top 100 guitarists, like three of them were in this one band for a while. Um, I cannot think of the other band's name. So we're going to say uh, Ned Leplin is the other band. Um, yeah, so we had we had uh, Led Zeppelin there too, and then you were thinking of that band that he was in. I think Alfred Hitchcock was in there too, because I think it was The Birds. I think I'm misremembering it, but yeah, we went with The Birds. Ooh, okay, so in 1995, Jimmy Page was inducted as part of Led Zeppelin. Three years prior, in 1992, he was inducted as part of The Yardbirds. The Yardbirds. Yeah. Oh, that's I, it. So close. I knew that. I'm so sorry. Question number three was Neutron. The Colorado Rockies minor league baseball team located in Albuquerque is named for what term for different chemical elements that have the same number of protons but a different number of neutrons? We walked in uh, with the isotopes. Yeah, I'm sure Jeff knows this one from the, the science aspect, but uh, when the Springfield isotopes moved to Albuquerque on the Simpsons, the, <laughs> they changed the name of their team to the Albuquerque isotopes, so isotope. That is correct. The Albuquerque residents did vote to name their AAA team after this season 12 episode. That is the Isotopes. Question four was Boy. Boy George earned a 2004 Tony nomination for Best Original Score for what Broadway musical flop? They could have done better if they put this Hasbro game with the same title on stage, giving the audience members buzzers to use whenever the cast had one of five forbidden words. We locked in with Taboo. Oh, we also thought it was Taboo. Taboo is correct. 30 points for each team. Genius. What term for a boringly studious and socially inept person can trace its etymology to the name of a boy genius character from the 1959 cartoon series Felix the Cat? As far as I can tell, he never became a lumberjack when he got older. Oh. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we both get that at the exact same time? Oh, that's funny. You can go ahead, Anne. Yeah, uh, without that clue, I somehow managed to still pull the word Poindexter. Oh, and I just got it too. Yeah. <laughs> with, with the lumberjack. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the new Dexter. So we said Poindexter. And I too, as I was was reviewing these questions last night, had a 20 second delay when I read that question. It's like, what does that have to do with anything? It is Poindexter. Very timely with New Blood coming out a few months ago. Well, after the final round, uh, both teams went into the final round with only five points to separate them. Both teams uh, canceled out the first two questions and then went three for three on the final three questions, picking up 90 points apiece, meaning that today uh, the Tommy Lee's puppet show friend, puppet friend, uh, is ending with 277 and lose by five. with 282. Lynn Manuel Liguizamo is today's cream of the crop. Oh. On balance, off balance, doesn't matter. I'm better than you are. Yeah. That was a really great game. Very Good close. Job. That was fun. You Very high scoring. Great job, guys. Yes, and great yeah. questions, Keith. Thank you. Everybody say hi to Charlie, aka Charles Woodson. Oh. Hello, Charles Woodson. Well, that's a great, uh, a great segue there. And uh, any anyone you'd like to give a shout out to, the floor is yours. If you want to say hi to Charles Woodson or anyone else you'd like to uh, oh, say hello to. Oh. Charles Woodson. Uh, plan on watching the 30 for 30 on Tuck World tonight, so that'll be interesting. Um, <laughs> shout out to my wonderful girlfriend, Megan, uh, and my two kids. You guys are great, and I love you, and the cat is going to knock everything over. That's what they do. <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us uh, and uh, for being a great competitor today. And Keith, wonderful questions. Uh, loved the clues, the, the Nick uh, thread line through all of it was great. Nice uh, trip down memory lane. Uh, anyone else you'd like to uh, shout out or anything you'd like to say before we let you go today? Uh, yeah, just shout out to my wonderful wife who was taking care of the kids for a couple hours while I was hanging out with you guys. It was a lot of fun going down memory lane, just remembering some of these shows that I watched. Uh, my file was called Triv, 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 Triv
it was a lot of fun to write, and I'm glad. Uh, I wanted to shout out uh, Louis the Grand Playtester, who I think I was checking. He reviewed this in January of 2021 when I first uh, finished writing it, wow. and he gave me a little bit of feedback, and I changed a couple questions. So uh, if this sounds familiar, Louis, it's because you had read it over a year ago. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, yes. Yeah, so uh, speaking of that, th thank you to uh, all of our playtesters uh, over in the crop on Discord. Uh, if you're going to be hosting a game, we're going to have a sign-up sheet coming out soon. But if you're going to be hosting one, we definitely recommend getting some uh, playtesters to take a look at it just to make sure some questions haven't been repeated and that, um, that you know, we have great games here. So thank you very much, Keith, for doing that. Uh, thank you to Louis for, uh, for also checking that game out. Uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun today. Hopefully Ken is finding that new hot tub. Uh, and we'll be able to stream from it. But uh, for Keith and Jeff, Matt, uh, and myself, my name is Neil, and that was Triviality. What's the other one? Uh, what's your flavor text on that one? Have you uh, thrown ping pong balls into, like, small areas or done trick shots? I've seen people throw ping pong balls from small areas, but... Wait, <laughs> you no, gotta pay extra for that. Was that also in the <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> 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 Um